Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. You're listening to Rob Kendall. The Republican Party in Indiana sees zero problem in record spending, in record taxation. And Casey Daniels. You went out there and said, please vote for me. You've debated other people on why you're the better person for the position. Suck it up. This is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIPC. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 9th. It's six minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. How are we feeling this morning? A little tired? Did you stay up late? Well, let's get into it, Rob Kendall. Let's start off with Indiana. There was an election last night. Have you heard? Oh, indeed there was. And this is what is incredibly fascinating to me. And I got the winners right, but was nowhere near the totals being correct. Yeah. The amount of people, and this is what I I totally missed, is the amount of people who are still willing to straight ticket vote. Mm Mm-hmm. And what you also realized is that in the case, especially, especially of the Secretary of State's race, it was the straight ticket voting that carried him over the top. When you look at the people who worked through the ballot in the Secretary of State's race, it was a much different universe. But there are so many people who put no effort into this whatsoever because there is absolutely zero way that the overwhelmingly majority of people, or the overwhelming majority of people who straight ticket vote knew who every person on their ballot was or that those people had earned their vote. And yet that's what we are. We are a state where people just blindly go pull red and as a result, you're going to get a guy who added $11 trillion to the national debt in six years. You're going to get a guy who is under investigation for potential voter fraud, who was fired from the office that he now holds, holding offices. You mm-hmm. get the government you deserve. And in this state, apparently all we feel is just some blind button push and adios. Well, let's talk about the Secretary of State election results. Diego Morales won 54% of the votes and Destiny Wells had 40%. And wow, I was way off with Jeff Maurer. Only 5%. Well, okay. 6%. 6%. But here, so here's what you have to factor in. By the way, in our listening area, so mm-hmm. I went and did a per- cursory glance of our listening area he did get the 10%. You're talking about Jeff. Yes. So we did our part mm-hmm. to pointing out what a <laughs> terrible candidate Diego is. But unfortunately, and this is what Rainwater ran into in 2020, and there wasn't a hatred for the top of the ticket like there was with Holcomb among so many people. You can't get 4% in counties and expect to get 10% overall like so here's a great example of this and this was true this is this was true throughout the the state so here are the donut counties okay shelby county 11.2 percent 
Johnson County, 9.7%. Morgan County, 10%. Hendricks County, 10.6%. Boone County, 9.7%. Hamilton County, 8.3%. So in the area, Mm -hmm. those people where we are heard understood the ramifications of the ballot access. They understood what a terrible candidate Diego was, and you saw that reflected in the vote. But if you go up to someplace like, uh, say, just picking a random county here, Adams County, 3.4%. And so the Libertarians, while Jeff Maurer is not quite, but almost going to double the percentage of the 2018 Secretary of State, and will end up with roughly 30 to 35,000 more votes than the previous Secretary of State candidate, those are all coming from inside this listening area. We aren't everywhere. And for the Libertarians, going forward they're going to have to come up with a statewide strategy or really suck up to the people in whoa whoa in fort wayne okay because <laughs> yeah. we we just we can't we can't do it do it all and i think i underestimated one the straight ticket voting but two also the inability when you don't have money to reach people and for those people to understand the ramifications of the vote. Yeah, and you and I have talked about that in the past, that uh, stations like Whoa Whoa up in Fort Wayne, they would not even interview no. Maurer. No. They were just going with the Republican narrative. And so what does somebody do going in the future? And Abdul and I talked about this, is you have to pay attention to other media outlets. For example, WSBT in St. Joe County, and maybe go to a, a smaller station like WMNC, and not even just focus on the news talk stations, but go to the rock stations, go to the adult contemporary stations, uh, get interviewed on the country radio stations to get the word out across the entire state. Well, and and so the the bigger story here, though, is the um, straight ticket voting. And I want to show a real world example of how this operates. Okay. And when you realize what the people in Henry County did as a part of their straight ticket voting, and most of them have no idea, you will realize what a danger this is and why it is the reason. And look, the irony of this is there are people right now waking up today going, oh my gosh, how did John Fetterman win this Senate mm-hmm. race? What a ding dong. He couldn't string three words together. He didn't know where he was. He was saying, hi, good night, everybody at the debate. The same thing that happened in Pennsylvania is the same thing that happened here. And yet the people who will be outraged that it happened in Pennsylvania don't recognize that you are doing the same thing here. Pennsylvania is a blue state Mm -hmm. in which in major blue counties, people overwhelmingly carried the day for a terrible candidate. It is amazing to me the disconnect, how people will be outraged about Fetterman, but will not realize in many cases- They're doing the same (laughs) thing They just did it here. Here's Henry County, okay? Uh, So that's what, Newcastle- area it's it's not exactly central indiana but it's not you know out in the middle of nowhere so henry county in henry county diego won 8213 votes or 61.35 percent of the vote in terms of the total vote destiny wells 3889 29.05 uh percent of the vote and jeff moore 1282 votes 9.58 percent of the vote straight ticket voting diego got 4355 votes or 77% of the straight ticket voting. Destiny Wells, 1,263, and Jeff Moore, only 35 straight ticket votes. When you take out the straight ticket vote of the people who work through your ballot, mm-hmm. and you're going to find this across the state, Jeff Moore, went like it was like 25, 26% of the vote. But in the case of Henry County, when you straight ticket voted, not only did you vote for Spendingburg, not only did you vote for Diego, but there was a down ballot candidate 
who has a very serious criminal history, who they have now elected to public office, and the vast majority of those people have absolutely no idea they've done it. So did you really do a a service to anyone Mm -hmm. by going in there and blindly pressing that button? It is the way it is. It's going to be the way it's going to be. And this is why Republicans will maintain a dominance and not fear the voters. But Don't get on some moral high horse and act like you're better than the people of Pennsylvania because it's the same thing with flawed candidates, just a different letter. Mm -hmm. You're just doing the red versus the blue. Okay, let's talk about the top of the ticket, and that would be the Senate race. And Todd Young won with 58% of the votes. And Tom McDermott said that he wasted 14 months of his life in his concession speech. Sounds like a little bit of sour grapes there. He said he he didn't want to make it easy for Todd Young to win, but it seems that Todd Young won pretty handedly. And James Seniak not performing very well, only three and a half percent of the total vote. Well, and and Seniak was a and we talked about this numerous times. He was not a good candidate. And had there been a better top of the ticket candidate, it would have probably help Jeff a little bit. The libertarians would have done better. But look, if you put, here's what I tell people about this, because the nan 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 people were out in full force last night. Look, in the WIBC listing area, he blew past the 10%. We can't affect what happens in Fort Wayne or Evansville or whatever. But if you're excited about the fact that a guy that added $11 trillion to the national debt and has said he's not stopping... Mm-hmm. What, what did you win? Like, you're excited that I said that guy's not good and that guy won and you think you think that's good? Okay, you're about ready. We're going to have Abdul on here later in the hour. You're about ready for a, a giant issue with Diego Morales. Now, where it goes, what happens to it ultimately, we don't know. But Nananananana to Rob Kendall is not going to make this voter fraud investigation go away or make it any less serious because Diego has yet to provide, nor his staff, nor his any of his supporters, how in the world you have a homestead credit and then you vote where you're renting a home in another county. You, I, look, Nan and Nan and Rob Kendall ain't going to affect any of that. And my life doesn't change at all based on the results of yesterday because I'm still going to show up here and I'm going to do my job and I'm going to have fabulous ratings and I'm going to not like the Secretary of State and think he's a total stooge, which is exactly what I had yesterday with Holly Sullivan. Same thing with Todd Young. You own, if you voted for Todd Young, inflation. You don't get to complain about inflation anymore. You don't get to say it's Biden's fault. I still get to say that. You get to say that. Kevin gets to say that. You own Todd Young now. That doesn't change my life. It doesn't affect me in any shape, form, or fashion. I'm still here doing the same stuff with the same great ratings. But the nan and nana people that are excited about just crap candidates winning because of some meaningless letter, well, then I guess, I, I don't know, congratulations. <laughs> but but think about this, and I know we got to get to a break. So Jeff Moore is going to end up, votes aren't finalized, between thirty and 35,000 more votes than the previous Secretary of State. That is the equivalent of filling Gainbridge Fieldhouse mm-hmm. twice. If you looked at Gainbridge Fieldhouse filled twice or half of Lucas Oil Stadium, people would go, oh, my gosh, look at all those people who walked away from the Republican Party. That is a big deal. Mm -hmm. The libertarians hopefully can build on that with better candidates going forward. It's not 10 percent. 
but that's a to almost double your vote total and end up with 30 to 35,000 more voters that's a that's a big game. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and election stuff. More to come from 93 WIBC. Races across the country still being called. The House and Senate majorities are still up for grabs. There are four Senate seats that are still up for grabs. They include Nevada, Georgia, Wisconsin, and Arizona. There was a delay in Arizona's Maricopa County due to ballot glitches. And additional results expected to be trickling in. So right now we sit at 48-48 in the Senate with four undecided. Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, and Wisconsin. Yeah, so it looks like as of right now, now again, the jelly bean counters are out in full force. Laxalt has the lead in Nevada. Ron Johnson, who in addition to being a, a senator, it was a great stereo salesman in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, <laughs> is uh, in the lead in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to call that one last night. Well, I'm kind of surprised at that. You, you've got Milwaukee still out there, and it not it always amazing? It always ends the same way. Johnson had like a three-point lead, and then here in the middle of the night comes the kaboom, because I was up till about 1 a.m., mm-hmm. and then went to bed, and I knew as soon as I woke up at 6 that... It was going to be markedly closer than it was when I went to bed, and there it was, and the same thing with Laxalt in Nevada. So, But it does look like, at least for now, that they will hold those two seats. So you basically have a 50-48 Masters. They have not called Arizona yet because there's a lot of votes out, and in reverse in Arizona because of some bizarre kind of anomalies, Arizona... Uh, will chin more towards Masters, so they haven't called that yet. And Kerry Lake, by the way, winning in Arizona, mm-hmm. the governorship, um, wild. And then ultimately, it could very well come down to Georgia, which it does not appear either candidate will get 50%, which means it will go to a runoff, which means we're going to be in the exact same position we were in 2020 in terms of Georgia, a runoff in Georgia deciding who will be controlling the Senate. So we could be waiting until December. Oh, yeah. To find out what's going on. Now, it is very hard to get over 50% in Georgia because of the runoff method. And there is a somewhat prevalent Libertarian Party. Now, not nearly as prevalent as here, but the guy is going to get over 2% of the vote, which is the deciding, um, you know, obviously the deciding factor, two points either way. Um, Now, the mistake people make, especially when you have such radically different views in terms of Warnock and Walker, mm-hmm. the Libertarian was not polling from anyone. Those people would likely not have voted versus voting for one of those other two. So it's going to come down to Georgia. It's probably going to be a runoff. It's probably going to be like 50-49, and Georgia's the decider. And the Republicans probably are going to win the House, but not by nearly as much. And a big part of this, Casey, and you're seeing it in the Senate, and you're seeing it in the House, which is the House, thanks to gerrymandering, and the Senate, thanks to people moving into states that fit their ideology, you're just not going to have waves probably anymore. I mean, even in like, OK, let's go through the last three election cycles. 2018. Yes, the Democrats won the House. Republicans gained seats in the Senate in 2018. So no wave either way. 2020. Yes, Democrats ultimately ended up with the House and the Senate and the presidency, but they were all super close. And this year you're going to see the Republicans gain seats in the House, Democrats gain seats in the Senate, mm-hmm. and then Biden wins the presidency. It wins in air quotes the presidency. And then 
this year, you're likely going to see Republicans keep the get the House by a very small margins. You're going to see the Senate either be 50-50 or 51-49 for the Republicans. We are a divided nation. We, we have, thanks to gerrymandering and, and movement of people, very divided states and congressional districts. And that's where, that's where we're at. Yeah, and we can talk about that coming up in just a bit when we get into more of what happened down in Florida with Ron DeSantis as he just cleaned house. But not the red wave that was projected, more like a, a trickle. And some people pointing fingers at Trump, saying he's not the kingmaker that he claims to be. Well, let's get into that, because when we come back, DeSantis, as predicted, boat raced his opponent last mm-hmm. night, even bigger than I had anticipated. Mm-hmm. 20 and, points. And based on what we are seeing by the Trump-endorsed candidates, I think we answered a very important question last night for the next two years. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's coming up from 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. We, man, we have some just wizards of intellectual greatness in our YouTube chat. I mean, the Rhodes Scholar capacity of these people. How are they upsetting you this morning? Well, with their, no, they're not upsetting me because look, I mean, these people, they probably all have Ivy League diplomas on their wall. <laughs> no doubt they work at the finest law firms and financial institutions across the fruited plain. And I knew this was going to come in today. Look, I endorse and support candidates based on who's the best for office. I don't vote or support based on who has the best chance to win. Politics and government is not a team sport to me. I thought we spent six months saying this. I thought we spent six months saying that many of the people I endorse and support are not going to win, but I'm not beholden to crap candidates because of letters. And I love the fact that these people who endorsed and supported and voted for crap candidates, in the case of Spendingberg, 11 trillion added to the, do you like inflation? Is that something you're proud of? Do you like gun control? Do you like massive government? Do you like massive government spending? Do you like mass government intervention? I don't, so I didn't vote for that. I wasn't under any delusion yesterday of what the result was gonna be because I know how many people are lazy voters who are going to straight ticket. Same thing with the Secretary of State's race. I was under no illusion. Did at any point we say, it's probably going to be Jeff Moore's to win tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Did we at any point no. say or allude to anything of that? No, we were just hoping he would get 10%. And the fact is that I love these road Scholars, Wizards of Smart, clearly intellectual giants and kings of industry who are, boy, bad day for Rob and the Libertarians. <laughs> no, because the Libertarian in the Secretary of State's race will get thirty to 35,000 more votes than the one in 2018 and will almost double the collective vote total. That's great. Did the Republican do that? No, the Republican Secretary of State dramatically underperformed the previous Secretary of State nominee. And by the way, whatever happens to this dude over the next six months, you own that. So everybody in the YouTube chat right now 
who thinks like, ah, we're going to get robbed. Ha ha. No, you're going to get yourself because you're about to be in for a wild and wacky six months with your buddy Diego because Diego's going to have to explain because straight ticket voting doesn't mean anything when Diego's going to have to come up with an explanation on how he had a homestead credit in Marion County and voted in a rental house in Plainfield. If you'd like to watch us on YouTube, all you have to do is type in Kendall and KCWIBC into your YouTube search bar. So it was April of 2020. We were just a few weeks into the pandemic when I was sitting in a studio in Tallahassee, Florida, just down the road from Ron DeSantis. He was giving a press conference and I looked up at the television and said, well, that's going to be our next president. And Ron DeSantis after last night, showed everybody he is the new Republican Party leader. Oh, absolutely. And I know this will enrage people just as much as me saying Diego's in for a long six months with his allegations of voter fraud. Um, Ron DeSantis proved last night what we've been telling you for six months. Mm -hmm. And when you couple that with how poorly collectively the Trump-endorsed candidates did, especially in the U.S. Senate races, you should be left with zero doubt. Ron DeSantis, we were talking, I said, I said three months ago, 5%. Mm-hmm. And then we said 10%. 10%. He almost won by 20%. Yeah. Florida is no longer a swing state. And he did it without any help from Trump. He did it being his own person. He did it by being a traditional conservative on the side of liberty and freedom. And people are telling you based on the election results last night, when you compare how DeSantis and Rubio, because he lifted Rubio too. Mm -hmm. Rubio's had a couple of somewhat close elections. How he lifted Rubio, who won by whatever his ended up being, 16 or 17, compared to how the Trump candidates did in both the House and the Senate, people do not like Trump. In fact, people loathe Trump. People look for reasons to vote against Trump. Dr. Oz lost to a dude who doesn't know his name or where he's at or, or went on a stage and said, hi, everybody, good night, because people don't like Trump. I'm sorry. Nobody was a bigger supporter of Trump than me. And uh, pr- before COVID, he did a lot of good things policy-wise, but he was a disaster during COVID. He was an ass to a whole bunch of people. He alienated a whole bunch of people. And people just don't want Trump. What they want is Ron DeSantis. And I loved DeSantis's victory speech last night. Let's just go in order. He was on fire. Well, thank you so much. You know, over these past four years, we've seen major challenges for the people of our state, for the citizens of the United States, and above all, for the cause of freedom. We saw freedom in our very way of life, and so many other jurisdictions in this country wither on the vine. Florida held the line. We chose facts over fear. We chose education over indoctrination. We chose law and order over rioting and disorder. Florida was a refuge of sanity when the world went mad. We stood as a citadel of freedom for people across this country and indeed across the world. We faced attacks. We took the hits. We weathered the storms. But we stood our ground. We did not back down. We had the conviction to guide us, and we had the courage to lead. We made promises. 
We made promises to the people of Florida, and we have delivered on those promises. Okay. It's everything, mm-hmm. right? It's everything we should want from the face of the Republican party you want to know how to stop alienating people like me make this dude the face of the republican party we've talked about this a million times casey i am looking for a reason to come back to the republican party i'm looking for a reason to call this place that i have known as an elected official home once again but you got to give me something to work with you got to give me something to believe in you got to give me somebody with a track record and stand behind that person and man has ron DeSantis been in and i was so glad he got rewarded last night Mm -hmm. The first GOP governor to win Miami-Dade County for the first time since 2002. He also carried Leon County, which is the capital, uh, which is where Tallahassee is, which has traditionally been very blue. Uh, A lot of people did move to Florida over the past couple of years, and they took their votes with him. But I could keep going on Ron DeSantis and his ability ability to build a coalition. He didn't win his governorship the first time by a lot of votes. But this time he went up and down that state and took everyone with him. We'll keep going. Abdul joins us next. Abdul's up next. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Show. I'm Rob Casey's here. Let's try to figure out what happened last night in Indiana. And oh, something happened last look night. Who it <laughs> is? He's an author. He's a broadcaster. He's a provocateur. The one and only Abdullah Keep Shabazz. How are you, my friend? A little tired this morning, but otherwise not bad. I'm always tired after election day. Okay, so I've got to admit that I underestimated dramatically the willingness of people to still go in and straight ticket vote and at the end of the day it was the straight ticket voting that carried it especially for someone like Diego Morales Indiana's just a Republican state and I don't know how you're going to break the straight ticket voting because that is about as lazy as you can possibly be and we got a whole lot of lazy voters here in the state of Indiana uh hey there's hey there's uh lazy voters uh but also too I think uh with Diego Morales what a lot of uh, sort of the, the, the insider class, or, or I'll take that back, inside the central Indiana donut county, rural Indiana, uh, the message doesn't necessarily get out. Right. So I totally understand that, and I can appreciate that. But in, but in central uh, Indiana, you what you had happening were people, because I spoke to a lot of Republicans who were not crazy about Diego, didn't like him, they were, mis- they were ticked off at the, at the voter fraud allegations, but they said they didn't trust Destiny Wells because they didn't trust the Democrat to be Secretary of State. So they wanted to keep their keep the seat in Republican hands, because uh, as one Republican told me, "We'll vote for him. He'll get elected. Uh, then he'll do something stupid. Then he'll be kicked <laughs> out of the office, and we'll just reappoint somebody well, else." So well, that way, the seat stays in Republican hands. Well, I want to get to that in a second because that's a huge deal, and that's the next step in this process. And if you voted for Diego yesterday, thinking that Diego's going to be your Secretary of State, you you may be in for a rude awakening, maybe not. But uh, we'll get to that in a second. First of all, though. Uh, were you surprised at how many, I mean, I thought there would be people who would say, look, we, we, and it seemed like from our audience, at least this is what happened that a whole lot of people, 
and we'll get to those numbers here in a second, said we're going to we're going to vote for Todd Young still because we got to keep the Senate and Republican hands, but we're going to work through the rest of the ballot and we're not going to reward Diego for his terrible background, his terrible track record, his terrible behavior. We're just we're not we're not going to reward that. And I kind of made the mistake of thinking, okay, what we're hearing in our, inside of our audience and the results bear this out is going to be happening statewide. It just didn't. I mean, outside of the WIBC listing area, it was straight red or straight blue. In many of these traditional counties, nothing's changed. Uh, exactly. Uh, and it's unfortunate uh, that people won't go through, don't take the time to go through the ballot and vote for candidates. Now, my, my thing is this. I've never been a big fan of straight ticket voting. I believe you should have to, at the very least, look at the candidates who are on the ballot and, and make a decision. Now, you can vote all Democrat, all Republican, all Libertarian, all, all, all anarchists if you want. But at least look, look, at least look at the races on, look at the names on the ballot, at, first and foremost. Now, we'll say this. Straight ticket voting actually saved Diego Morales, but he was still though the under vote getter. Oh, overwhelmingly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even, not even uh, close in terms of total. He ended up about uh, like, and again, the votes are not final yet. There's still some coming in, but he's like six and a half percent under uh, Tara Klutz, uh, under Daniel Elliott, the state auditor and state treasurer candidate, and then about six percent under todd young so i mean it's it's he was by a, by a large margin i mean he's over a hundred thousand hundred thirty thousand or something votes right now short of todd young you know 60 70 thousand in terms of tara klutz and daniel elliott a lot of people didn't vote for the guy a lot of people did protest against the guy but it just wasn't nearly enough exactly i think i thought more people would uh more republicans would vote uh, to 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 sort of scratch they'd vote straight ticket but they scratch uh, the diego morales because right. they don't want the situation to pop up where Diego wins and then is forced to step down from the office because of uh, alle- alleged allegations of voter fraud. But then again, now, now that I think about it, that's probably what they wanted. Yeah, well, you know, and we'll get to that in a second. The um, So for the nanananana crowd, that's what I call them, because some people don't care what happens in society. They're just mad if the radio broadcaster doesn't get what he wants. I'm going to read you the vote totals for Jeff Moore in our listening area, okay? You ready? Because in our listening area, which is newsflash, I'm not heard everywhere. I'm heard here in central Indiana. He basically got the 10% that we had talked about. Shelby County, 11.2%. Johnson County, 9.7%. Morgan County, 10%. Hendricks County, 10.6%. Boone County, 9.7%. Hamilton County, 8.3%. So he basically got, in the WIBC listening area, the 10%. But I ain't everywhere... And in the case of Jeff Moore, he ends up with, you know, basically roughly 6% of the vote total, which is markedly better than four years ago, but not anywhere close to 10. Libertarians got to figure out a statewide strategy. Yes, they do. Uh, and it is, a, it is a statewide strategy of getting organized, engaging the media, uh, engage, engaging the media like, like they did here. And also, it's, it's raising money. And you don't necessarily need a big donor to do it, uh, but if you can get smaller donors, say 100 bucks here, 50 bucks here, you can actually run races, run the ads, do the digital, and be competitive. Yeah, and, and again, the vote total not final yet. There's still about 11% of the vote out. Moore's going to end up with probably about 30,000, 35,000 more votes than the Libertarian Secretary of State candidate did in 2018, which is a huge amount of people. I mean, you think about that. It's it's half or more of Lucas Oil Stadium of people. Most of those coming in our listing area, and that's a lot of people who walked away from the Republican Party. That's That's phenomenal but that's got to happen statewide 
and it's just not happening statewide. It's just happening here because we're like the only people talking about this. It'll be interesting to see uh, what happens uh, going forward uh, with libertarians because everybody does sort of the post-election, post yeah. post-mortem. Uh, as they as, as Democrats look at uh, how well they did. Because uh, I know the Democrats are happy they kept Frank Mervan, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Carson, obviously. Uh, I know they're disappointed in, in Destiny Wells. Not maybe not so much with Tom uh, McDermott, uh, but the, but you got to look and see what do we do right, what do we do wrong, where are we not connecting with voters? Yeah, and how do you break the straight ticket? Because as you said, say for Diego, you've got young. Uh, Tara Klutz and Daniel Elliott, who are basically 60% or above, that is sort of, we're talking about this in state house ha- happenings, 60-40 is basically, the, the, or 60-35, depending on what the, where the libertarian is, whatever. That's basically the baseline now. And you can't run a worse candidate than Diego Morales. And if he still wins overwhelmingly, I don't know what to do. Well, there's an old saying, you get the government you deserve. Uh, one thing I did want to touch on you with uh, as it relates to Diego. Again, the na-na-na-na-na people... We're out in full force last night. It's like, dude, I told you I thought he was going to win. I told you that outside of the WIBC listening area, I don't have any sway over anyone in the WIBC listening area. Mission accomplished because Diego sucks. But straight ticket voting is not going to save what's about to happen next for Diego. No, no, not at all. Uh, like, like we said, he's been investigated uh, for allegations of voter fraud. Say police are looking at the matter. But now I broke that story uh, earlier, uh, earlier this week. Um, and I would not be surprised if next year at this time we're talking about a new secretary of state, because I don't see how you now. Obviously, Bob, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. As a lawyer, I'm the first person to say that. However, I don't see how you get around the the allegations of voter fraud when it, when it's pretty clear and there's a public record because you lived you took your homestead exemption uh, in the Lawrence area, but you voted in Hendricks County, and the law says you got to vote where is your primary residents in whatever whatever county you're in. It's just that simple. Well, and he has no explanation for it. His people don't have an explanation for it. And that's what I'm saying. Straight ticket voting doesn't matter in this case. Straight ticket voting is not going to save you. Red wave, whatever you want to call it. Now, maybe there is a logical explanation for it. Diego hasn't provided it. His people haven't provided it. His supporters haven't provided it. And the people who are going to be looking into this, just as Charlie White found out, they don't care about your party affiliation. So what i mean are you i just I, I just don't think people quite understand the gravity of the investigation that's about to take place here with this guy well as uh as, as my grandfather used to say son if you don't listen you'll feel it yeah real quick abdul's here before i let you go a lot of people disappointed in the marion county prosecutors race ryan mears winning uh 50, basically 59 percent of the vote as of right now should Marion County Republicans just pack it up? Because, I mean, Cindy Carrasco was a good candidate. She was reasonably well-funded. Not nearly enough, obviously, but Ryan Mears was super vulnerable. I mean, are Marion County Republicans, they just done? I don't I don't think they're done. They're going to think of them being in the wilderness for, for a little bit longer. Uh, and any and gonna, I know we got next year's municipal elections coming up. Let, let me put it this way. Any responsible, <laughs> thoughtful, <laughs> intelligent, and incredibly good-looking possible mayoral candidates... <laughs> We'll definitely be taking a look at uh, how Cindy Carrasco did against Ryan Mears and taking that into account uh, before he or she decides to make decisions of what they're going to do next That's year. That's absolutely perfect. <laughs> <laughs> How's that? You are the best. The one and only Abdullah Kim Shabazz. Thank you, my friend. Hey, thank you. 93 WIBC. It's Kendall and Casey Show.